Action Fighter sucks. It's Amigos. Everything Amiga. 297. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, Don't pull any punches, about, Boat. <laughs> we're we're going to be talking about Action Fighter. Now, Aaron, I know that you love some hot, hot action. You got that right, buddy. Are you? Would you consider yourself also a fighter? Absolutely. Yeah. I've had to fight and claw and beat down suckers for everything I got. Yeah. If you were going to, who do you think is the ultimate action fighter personified? The ultimate action fighter. You mean like someone who came from nothing, rose to the top? Well, let me tell you something. It would probably be uh, one of the... I would go with, say, a a Brazilian MMA fighter or maybe a boxing legend from Mexico Mm -hmm. from the the, uh, bad streets of uh, Tijuana. Those people, I know plenty, there have been plenty of, of... MMA fighters, and I'm just I'm just gonna pick a like let's say uh, Anderson Silva for example that came from like the alleys, the back alleys uh, of the worst parts of Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, and and clawed their way up and got there just on the basis of their skill and their dedication to their craft. I mean, there's there's two types of having it rough. There's like having it rough, like oh man, I don't know if I can pay the electric bill this month. That's rough. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But then there's like Oh man, I haven't eaten for two days, and that gang of thugs want to kick my brains in. There's that. Right. There's that kind of action, and they yeah. come from that. So I would go with somebody like that. What about you? Yeah, well, um, I don't really know any fighters. I mean, other than you. Uh, so you're I, a I, you're I'm, a fighter, Boat. Come on, you just well, got your belt. Yeah, I I, I I did land a couple punches in the uh, in the last tournament I was at. Maybe I'm the ultimate action fighter. I never you thought got about the, that. You got a trophy, didn't you? You're the third uh, yeah. best fighter. The least. third best fighter. Yeah. In the in the, in the men's uh, 35 plus division of the Mountain State Karate Championship. <laughs> you know, at the next division up, you're legally allowed to use a walker in the combat. <laughs> That's I've right. Heard. That's right. Um, now, in the world of cinema. Of course, this is the oftentimes the world of you know not not quite so real action. Who is the ultimate action hero in your mind? Jackie Chan, without yeah. doubt. Yeah, here's a guy that came up, you know, going through the uh, going t- t- down to basically cram school. I believe he's in the P- what, Peking Opera School or something like that, where they just beat the tar to him. Samuel Hung was also there. I mean, he got the crap beat out of him for his entire childhood. But the flip side of it is it made him a stud. Mm-hmm. He's indestructible killer. Yeah. He did all of his own stunts for years and years and years. And I'm sure, I mean, the the uh, the Jackie Chan story is well known. Uh, but he is a true, uh, um, he's a man amongst men. And he's also a good guy and a funny guy, charitable guy. So I, I dig that. So I would I would go with him. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Jackie Chan, he's the number one action fighter. I tell you, he's not the number one action fighter. Whoever stars in this game that we're about to talk about, but we're going to get to that in a second, Aaron. Right now, let's uh, let's round up this week's bevy of Amiga news. Amiga news. All right, Aaron. We're going to kick things off with this new story that uh, has just come to light. This is the Pie Storm, Aaron. Uh, the, the Raspberry Pi has really found a second life in a lot of hobbyist eyes, you know, in not in terms of using the Raspberry Pi to load Raspbian or, you know, your emulators or whatever, but just using it as a hardware boost to various projects. You know, we have, of course, the RGB to HDMI uh, adapter sold by Retro Rewind. 
this is another thing. This is Pi Storm, and this is basically plugging a uh, a, a a Raspberry Pi uh, into. I guess it's a it's a Motorola it's a Motorola 68K CPU emulator. So you plug this thing into the motherboard of your Amiga, and it cranks up the power of your Amiga. Have you heard about this thing, Aaron? I did a little bit. I read this article here and had a had a look. Now this is quite a, a trick uh, here, Boat. Uh, from what I've read, and of course, now I've not seen this in action. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I'm not sure anyone's seen it in action, really. I mean, thoroughly. But effectively, what they've got here, you called it, this thing sticks into your processor port. Supposedly, this will work on pretty much any Amiga, sort of, eventually. Now, I do know it requires, right now, it requires the uh, the res- the uh, uh, Pi 3A, mm. which is uh, one of the, you know, that's a sort of an also-ran Pi at this point. Right. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> among other things, it jacks up the performance to the sky, of course, as you would imagine, like up to like 030 levels. It also... Allows you to have a real time clock. It also lets you use a uh, keyboard and mouse off the Pi. It also lets you use the card reader off the Pi. You know, so it's got a lot of good stuff going for it. <clears throat> if uh, if they get it correct, and and the uh, little gimmick that you use to plug the Pi into the interface uh, is like open source. Mm-hmm. So, so any sucker that wants to could go out and and and, and build one of these, presumably. Uh, now, um. It it sounds awesome, you know. It gives this is something that would give life to a lot of like uh, Amigas that are lesser used. I mean, if the, a perfect uh, if you've got that card slot, which is to me, you could have you could have said, "Hey, this thing gives you a card slot." Bam, that right there, you got something that's worth the price. Or of you could have yeah. said, "Bam, this gives you keyboard and mouse." You got something, mm-hmm. or this gives you a clock. Even that, you got something. But all that plus a hot rod processor, that's something. Uh, yeah. It looks now, like now this currently only runs on a stock, a, or it runs on an A500 Plus. Right. So probably the 1200, uh, et cetera, is coming, is coming later on. I can't imagine this wouldn't make its way onto the other Amiga models. But going with the A500 Plus, it's obviously a very popular model. So, uh, you know, it's it makes more sense for him to target that versus going for the 4000T or something like that. Well, the best part of this is the pie costs, I think that pie costs, what, about 25 30 bucks. And the little gimmick uh, that you, the interface is, I think I read it was 13 bucks. So after you mm-hmm. buy the parts and the board, you can get the board from, I think PCB Way's got it, and you can put the parts on it. And wham, bam, Bob's your uncle, you're done. You're into this thing for like 50, uh, 50 bucks. And all of a sudden, you've got a hot rod. Now, if that is true, that is a, an unbelievable uh, prize. And then there's a couple added maybes to this. And one of the maybes is they may be able to rig it up so you could have you could use the Wi-Fi. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. And then they also I read that uh, through some pain and still still not ready for prime time, but they are working on a way to use the Pi for RTG retardable graphics, uh, which would give you the hot rod graphics. So heck, you might have both. We might see an Amiga 500 playing that wipeout we were talking about. Uh, sometime in the near right, future, right? Uh, which would be, or all these crazy uh, new games that require a hot rod, it could happen. Yeah, and for and for under fifty bucks, uh, this is great. The, and the thing is, this is the kind of story where no one gets hurt. It's not like you're going to buy this and be like, screw uh, classic accelerators, or or screw a Blizzard card, or screw the vampire. They're all still totally valid, mm-hmm. you know. And you, but this is something for the for the little guy that doesn't have. Of five hundred dollars to invest in a uh, 
these exp expensive uh, individual kits or whatever that you buy or, that, or a vampire. This is something totally different. I love it. If it works, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so very definitely worth keeping an eye on. <clears throat> Absolutely. Now, this next story, Aaron, we're going to shift into the gaming realm. And uh, a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago, we talked about a Street Fighter II demo made with uh, for with the A1200 in mind. Yeah. Uh, this is not the same thing as that. Someone else <laughs> has made a Street Fighter II demo for the Amiga, and this one is actually playable uh, <clears throat> to, to, to some degree. Uh, looks like you can, uh, you can perform three moves, the punch, the kick, and the old Hadouken. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, this is just another example of, you know, in the right hands, given enough time, given enough budget, uh, the, the Street Fighter 2 is uh, immensely playable and looks very nice uh, on, on the Amiga. So uh, this uh, you can actually download this uh, and try it out yourself. There's an ADF file here. This comes to us from Ness Niso Games, nisogames.itch.io. What do you think about this, Aaron? Well, I mean, now, uh, having not played... The, I haven't seen the other one we covered for quite a while, all right? But I do remember that it... I would say it looked better than this. This mm -hmm. well, they, they remember mean, that that this is for this is like an ECS OCS right, project. Right, but the other one's a twelve hundred. This this looks is way better and more playable looking than the actual game. That's for darn sure. I mean, you can see it looks a lot better. Uh, I like this sort of project. If someone could bring this to the house, it would be great. We'll see. I, and the thing is, we haven't heard about the other one for a while. I'm not. I'm not sure we ever will. Right. I'm not sure that that. That, I'm not sure that that was ever meant to be anything but what it was. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but this looks good. You can tell. I mean, of course, you're not getting the parallax scrolling from from the arcade game or from the home consoles. But you're, what you're getting here, maybe, eventually, is something that you could actually play and enjoy. As far as exactly. I'm concerned, that's a win. So, yes, yeah. well done. Well done, gentlemen. And you say this is for, it, it, this is for the OCS? Uh, that's mode? right. That's right. Very impressive. ECS OCS, so, yeah, uh, I like that. Now, our next story, Aaron, is uh, you know we're we're blessed with just a plethora of Amiga periodicals that are just dropping left and right, and the newest yeah, edition man. of Amiga Future has just been released. Oh yeah, uh, we, we're well familiar with Amiga Future. We've had uh, several sent to us over the years from various folks, and yeah. uh, and it, it's a quality publication. This is originally, I believe, made in Germany, uh, and then they they translate it into English. Uh, they've got stories uh, about uh, dodgy they've got game reviews, dodgy rocks, Gravity Force. There's a write-up about Amiga Forever 9, the Raspberry Pi 400, and the new Aeros Kickstart replacement for the Vampire from Apollo OS. So lots of fun things to look at. Uh, this is available on newsstands everywhere. That's a lie. It's probably not available on newsstands <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but you can you can definitely order it. Uh, and I uh, get it sent to you and whatever your your uh, your vernacular is. Yeah, I think the first time we ever saw this, like O'Brien's uh, sent this one yeah, down. Yeah, I think a few you're right. People, very slick, very, very slick, uh, well-put-together mag. Yeah. And so congr congratulations on them for hitting the big the, 15. Yeah, the big, the big 150. Yeah, well done. Now, Aaron, this next video, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm leaving the reservation for a second, but it's worth it. It's worth the trip. This is this just came out uh, today. I was, okay. you know, scanning the the uh, the Amiga News headlines, and uh, this is the complete history of Lotus Esprit Turbo Challenge. This is a oh. game, of course, that we all love. I don't yeah. know much about the history about it, 
And uh, this is a very well put together. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. This comes to us from the uh, YouTube channel uh, Atari Legend. And uh, he is he basically just takes you is. through. Yeah, there he is. He's a, he's a legend, man. Um, and uh, so but what's cool about it is that at the end of the video, there's actually been a new STE port release, not ST, but STE port. Oh, yeah. Of Lotus release. And yeah. it really looks impressive. I mean, of course, the STE is uh, woefully underutilized over the course of its life because hardly anybody bought them. And uh, and it really, really looks good. So uh, if you are even if you're not an ST person, if you've still kept those lines in the sand from your playground days, you owe it to yourself to check this out just to watch the history of the series and then check out that STE port at the end. You know, when he was standing there beside that uh, Lotus 3, that really takes me back to that episode of Amigos I shot by myself <laughs> where I covered Lotus 3. And I can tell you, he did a much better job without even seeing that. <laughs> Sight unseen. That's a low point that will probably be, we'll probably touch on that during episode 300, but Absolutely. Amongst the other low points of our career. <laughs> We're still waiting for that first high point. Oh, man. <laughs> and finally, Aaron, it's time for the new Amiga hardware pick of the week from RetroRewind.ca. This is the C64 oh. C128 Wi-Fi modem. Oh, you can nice. You can experience the Web 0.2 in all its glory right from your Commodore 64 or <laughs> 128. Uh, so, of course, you can use this bad boy to BBS into your favorite uh, systems. Uh, it supports up to 9600 baud, full AT Hayes compatibility. And it can be yours for the low, low price of $38. However, that's not all. You can use the promo code AMIGOS10 and save 10% off this or any order from RetroRewind.ca. What do you think about this uh, modem emulator, Aaron? I like it, man. You know, uh, uh, these are neat. I like the fact that you can hop right on the old school BBSs with these. And why? listen, Wi-Fi, that's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, boat. I like that. And, and listen, you can't beat the price. And also, it looks pretty slick, in my it opinion. It does. looks great. That's a good-looking little gimmick. Uh, and it's uh, uh, very nice. Very good stuff. We highly recommend our good friends over at Retro Rewind. Good folks. And they do quality work, folks. Absolutely. All right, Aaron. It's enough beating around the bush. It's time to get right into the meat of this podcast. And by the meat, I mean like the rotting, hulking corpse of this week's game. Let's talk about Action Fighter. Action Fighter, man. Now, listen, when this came up last week, you can imagine how puzzled I was at your reaction. You seem stunned at the name. I got to ask, I meant to ask you last week because I wasn't sure that this. Was it because the name of this game doesn't match the game in any way? Is that yes. what threw you? Yes. Because, because I was like, oh, no, it's Action Biker. Yeah. But then I was like, no, that's another game that we covered on Our Sinclair. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I was let flummoxed. Me, let me tell you something. I'm just like you. Because when this came out, I'm like, oh, cool, Action Fighter. I, I, and it's just like I had no idea what it was. And, and then when I saw what it was, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, but with that rousing endorsement of Action Fighter, we'll get into it. Uh, I want to talk about Action Fighter, uh, the arcade game, before I get into Action Fighter, the Amiga attempt. Right? So, uh, Action Fighter was an arcade game released developed by Sega uh, way back in the, uh, in the early days of 1986. Something I found interesting, Boat, the same year this got released in the arcades, they managed to port it to the Master System the same year. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it, Boat? Uh, this got this game is a game that I never ever saw in any arcade, not one time. Now this would have been '86. The arcades weren't exactly riding high in '86. They were still around, and but this is a game I never saw. 
the uh, the game got released for a bunch of different. I had a lot of ports, which surprised me again because I didn't think this was a big hit. Uh, this appeared on the uh, Amstrad, the Atari ST, the C64, DOS, and there were multiple DOS ports that even supported the PC Junior and Tandy graphics set. Uh, the Master System, and the Spectrum. So well, here's the thing. The, yeah. the reason why I believe that is is because in 86, that's when Sega is first starting to, to see the future, and the future is not going to be a solely arcade future. So they were not shy in handing out licensing rights to most of their titles. I mean, we think about Congo Bongo, all of the uh, all the platforms that it was right. they they were much more uh, much less stingy than Nintendo when it came to you know passing out their their official licensing rights. Yeah, I can see their side of it, but I, so I like I'd heard and played Congo Bongo. That was a that was a hit. That was a hit game. This this was not a hit. Not, not with me. No one I knew had heard of it or played it. That's what surprised me. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They were probably like, hey, we'll find anyone to license this to, and that's what they did. Uh, so what is this? Well. This game, someone had the magical question. Listen, what if we ripped off Spy Hunter and then we ripped off Zaxxon and we smashed them into one game? Well, that's Action Fighter. So you got me doing it, Boat. That's Action Fighter. Action Fighter came, of course, uh, if you're not familiar with Spy Hunter, the classic game, which came out in 83, which cast you in the role as a spy in your spy car, going around blowing people up, blowing up stuff, occasionally getting weapons upgraded from a truck that would drive by, and then occasionally transforming your uh, car into other vehicles. Uh, that was Spy Hunter. This game is a game where you drive around, occasionally a truck comes up that will enhance your vehicle, and occasionally your vehicle will turn into another vehicle. It That's sounds slightly game. similar. Yeah, but they did add a twist. Uh, which was they added the uh, uh, an area in, uh, where you fly. So this this driving around game eventually becomes a a an aerial shooter uh, that rips off thoroughly rips off Xevious, uh, another old. I think that one. I think that Xevious yeah. came out in eighty two. I believe it was an Atari game where you mm-hmm. dropped bombs on stuff. Yeah, it's so, much much more like I think you said Zaxxon at the beginning, but or, but it's no, really more like yeah I, yeah. If I said yeah. Zaxxon, I meant to say Xevious. It's definitely Xevious. So anyway. Uh, this game adds some, um, I'll call them Sega flourishes. To, I, I guess they did this to differentiate it a little bit. So to set this game up, you start off on a motorbike, and you're driving up the screen, and your whole goal is to shoot everything you see and uh, collect letters, okay? You're collecting A, B, C, D, E, F, okay? When you collect all the letters, uh, that will allow your bike to turn into a car and eventually to, you could fly off i think you have to get the what is it d before you d become gets the car. you the car yeah. and then f gets you the plane and so up to that point you're weaving uh down these twisty roads and just shooting everything by the way this this game has a lot of ambulances in it boat and i've tried desperately to tell if shooting the ambulances would be bad and as far as I could tell, it's not. No, <laughs> I they welcome I that. I didn't see any scoring <laughs> deficiencies or anything. And I'll tell you the problem, Aaron. The problem is, is that in this game, this game should be ostensibly about destroying all of the other enemy vehicles. Well, guess what? Your score doesn't really come from that. Your score comes from picking up flags. That makes sense in a game like Buggy Boy, where you're yeah. doing it's a racing game or whatever. You're driving between the gates. In this game, where you're a stone cold killer, nobody's going to be picking up flags scattered around the interstate. That's no good, man. I agree. So the but these elements are all in the arcade game. All right, so ostensibly these games, I mean, they're sort of the same sort of. Not, let's 
Let's transition away from the arcade. Remember, we're going to talk exclusively about the Amiga version of this game, Boat. So, the Amiga version of this game released in 89, three years after it, it debuted on the Master System. So, think about that for a minute. Uh, this was published uh, by Firebird, unless you were in the United States, it was published by Sega. And get this, Boat, developed by Core. Now, yeah. just to put this in perspective, Core. They did Banshee, the Chuck Rock series, Jaguar XJ220, uh, the uh, they did Monty Python, Rick Dangerous, and of course they did Tomb Raider. Right? They mm-hmm. they did some big stuff. Yeah. So clearly, Core uh, was looking for a payday or something with mm-hmm. this one, a quick and dirty, because one would expect a little bit more uh, sweet action from an outfit like Core. Right. Anyway, I want to call out who worked on this. It was coded by Andrew Green. Uh, and graphics by Terry Lloyd. Both these guys worked on Fantasy World Dizzy and uh, a game I despise, Dynamic Ducks. I hate that game. And they both worked on Sword in the Rose. I believe we had a cup of coffee with that a long time ago as well. The music on this was done by the very famous Ben Daglish, uh, super famous guy. In fact, I think he's still working on the uh, ZX Next. I think he's one of the guys that's a big deal behind that. Uh, he did Supercars music, Rick Dangerous 1 and 2, Pac-Mania, Monsters. He did that hate game that we mm-hmm. played. He, oh, Greg Norman's golf boat. He did the music on that. So he did a lot of music. Unfortunately, he did very little music in this game. Uh, just the uh, just the title track. That's it. Yeah, but that's unlike, the Amiga way. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. All right, there's too much to get to. So, boat, tell the people what has changed from the arcade version of this to the home version. Well, on in the, the ar- in the arcade version, you can switch vehicles on the fly, but the stages are very short. Uh, the stages, you actually are forced into changing vehicles fairly often. There, are, Every time you reach a checkpoint, basically, in a level, you change to either the uh, the helicopter or the car or something else. There's a jet ski. It's, it's all, it's, it's fast action, okay? This game, you are forced to basically keep, keep on trucking with the motorbike until you collect all four letters. Now, that doesn't sound so bad, but then you realize that you have to traverse between five and 10,000 miles before you pick up each one of these four letters. It yeah. takes a long time, and you only have three lives to do it. And it's so, heartbreaking when you miss one. It yeah, because yeah, you know it's not coming back. Yeah. You know it's not coming back. And so one of the things about... I'm going to bounce back and forth between this game, the Master System version, and the arcade version, yes, because please, they're all worth do. talking about. And we'll, yeah, we're going to talk about the Master System version a lot. The, the Master System version... Uh, it, it has a pretty unique concept, especially for a video game this old, where there are no lives in the Master System version. You basically have a timer that ticks down from 999 to zero, and you keep playing until the timer reaches zero, which is there great. Are a lot. You get a next. You get two lives after the timer goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't just have three lives. Right, right. This game, the Amiga game, it keeps the timer for some unknown reason, but then it also only gives you three lives. Let me tell you something. You're not going to be running out the timer. You're going to be running out of lives long before you run out of time. That's true. So the the game is disappointing because, okay, first of all, let's call this game what it is. This is an upscaled port of the Master System version of this game. They made no attempts to copy anything about the arcade version of this game. They looked at they looked at the Master System version and they said, "Hey, we can make this game at a slightly higher fidelity and we can put it out and people will buy it because people are desperate for Amiga games." And hey, it worked. That's what they did, except for the fact that it didn't work and it sucks. So, now, did you ever without cheating, Aaron, did you ever make it to the overhead flight stage in the Amiga version of this game? Yes. 
I believe it or not. Oh no, no, without cheating, God without no, cheating. no, yeah. no, absolutely not. I was I able to make car. it. I was able to make it to the flying version every once in a blue moon on the on the master system version because the master oh, no, system version that, is no walk it in the, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's but the Amiga version. I got the car maybe twice. I mean, I just got ABCD maybe twice. And then I collected the rest of the letters and I was getting ready to hit the space bar. And then I ran the freaking ramp and that was the end of it. So this game is punishingly, punishingly difficult. Uh, that's it's it's worst. It's worst offense is that, like I said, it kept the timer, but it only gave you three lives. I don't think the speed element, you know, a lot of people fault this game because the the speed is very you, you, if you're running full tilt you're not going to have time to react to the curves of the road and stuff like that so you can't play the game that way you have to and this is the genius of the master system version the genius of the master system version is you've got to go slow enough to react to the the bends in the road but fast enough not to run out of time when you've only got three lives that all that's thrown out the window then you're just higgledy piggledy whatever you want to do you're not going to you're not going to do well so um it, it's disappointing because if this had just been a straight up port of the master system version, which I mean, I, who knows how difficult that would have been, but it, it would have been a decent game. I'm not saying action fighter is the next, you know, legend of Zelda, but it, you know, it's a decent game that the arcade version vastly superior, just because what do you want in a game? You want variety, especially in a game like action fighter where the whole thing, the thing on the box is like switch between all these vehicles. Well, you, when they make it impossible to do that right out of the gate, what they should have done is just made every checkpoint you just automatically switch vehicles and then if you collect the letters in between you can switch at any time let's you know normally i don't go to the port comparisons this era but we're going to in this case because i, I want to use these as a demonstration so if you're watching at home i've got i've got the amiga version up here and i've got the arcade version and I, the only reason i put these up is so you can see how vastly different they are now i played a, a, a bunch of different versions of this game okay because I wanted to familiarize myself with it. The uh, the arcade version, it, the, there is very little that the arcade version shares with any of the home ports. And mm -hmm. really, it's a whole different feeling game. Right. It doesn't feel the same in any way, okay? So you can pretty much toss that one, okay? Most, all the home ports are basically, are, are ported. They're really, they are, they're master system ports. I'm going to mm -hmm. switch over to the master system comparison here. This is a short comparison. What do you see that's different in the Amiga version, Boat, that's 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 not present in the Master System version? What's different? Just right out of the gate. I don't know. You're going to have to feed it to me. I'll tell what you. Is it? Do you see that big, huge space at the top of the screen? It's the Oh, you mean the ginormous HUD. That's right. <laughs> this game, if you watch these run, they run about the same pace, mm -hmm. okay? But you've got, you've got almost a third less real estate so you can to see what's coming. Okay, right. and I'm telling you that third of now this game is not perfect without that, but that makes a huge difference. The Amiga's HUD is garbage. Okay, that's hot garbage. Now we can we can just we can get rid of that. Okay, so one of the reasons why you crash so much is because there's not enough time to react. Mm -hmm. Okay, even with the little thing that tells you what's coming up, that thing's garbage too. It doesn't give you enough time. Okay, so we can say okay, right there. There's one thing that's different. The, the meter, I think Sega realized this when they put this thing on the Master System. And I, I would be surprised if that timer thing was something they added when they realized that no one could feasibly play this for any length of time on three men. Mm -hmm. Now, I beat this game with a cheat. I went through every level, okay? And it was torturous, Boat. I did it for you, my friend, because <laughs> this was your Boat pick. 
And I didn't want you to think I let you down. So I went through every level of this game. So, and I don't know if you did that or not, but I'm guessing you probably didn't. Uh, and I wouldn't blame you. So let's talk about the Amiga versus the Master System, because this is a Master System port. We're leaving the arcade behind, okay? No relation to the arcade. Uh, this looks about the same as Master System, a little bit better. A little bit. Not, a, not as much as you would think, okay? Uh, the Master System version has in-game music the entire time. Mm-hmm. This has no in-game music, none. It has zero music, okay? Right. This game, the sound effects guy on this must have worked on, like, Benny Hill or something. <laughs> or, like, the Three Stooges. Because the sound effects in this are the stupidest things I've ever heard. Fart noises, people <laughs> spitting. I mean, it's so stupid. You're you're supposed to be action freaking fighter. But see, man. here's the thing, man. The Amiga can record samples. That doesn't. I don't care. I don't care about that. If you you can record gunshots and stuff. The 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 sound in this, the sound effects in this are amongst. It sound effects are supposed to enhance the game. These are some of the worst I've ever heard in a game ever. They're. I mean, they don't fit this game. It's, you know, I told you these guys did the Monty Python game. Mm-hmm. I would bet dollars to donuts that there are samples from that in this. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. All doubt right. It. So I'm just, I'm going to call it out. Someone could, because someone could check me at the door on that one. All right. There are five levels to this game. Okay. The, and this would include you. Here's how you would get through the levels as a bike. You collect up to the letter D. You become a car. You get the last two letters. You become a, a flying car. Mm-hmm. You go all the way through this to the end bosses. You've got uh, at the first level, there's three submarines. The second level, there's six hover tanks. The third level, there are three helicopter gunships. Uh, the fourth level, there are six super tanks. And on the fifth level, there are two aircraft carriers. Okay? So you've got all these different things. Listen, the end bosses are just guys you shoot. That There's nothing that special about any of them. This isn't a game with awesome end bosses, so you can throw that out. Yeah. This is a crap end boss game. When you're in the air, on the on the Master System version, you've got two buttons, Boat. And so one button, guess what? It shoots. You know what the other one does? It drops, drops bombs. bombs. Mm-hmm. This one, you it just does both. Yeah. So you're perpetually hearing that noise, that stupid noise. <laughs> okay. You remember Spy Hunter? We talked about the the, the uh, truck that you could mm-hmm. get in and get mm-hmm. goodies. This has a truck or a helicopter truck. Okay, same. Uh, and they, and you can go in. You got there are four goodies you can get: a double gun, missiles, this thing that shoots like from behind you, an invulnerability shield. Okay, mm-hmm. these are the four things you can get. So uh, they sound great. Well, they're not that great, really. The double shot doesn't help you at all. I mean, because one shot's going to hit anything a double shot does. The only thing that really helps is the invulnerability. Well, the the rear shot helps you when you're on the road. It keeps the cars yeah. from coming up behind you. The problem is most of the time when you die in this game is when you run into the road. Yeah. And sometimes stuff. If you get here's the thing about the driving section of this game. If you drive too slow, stuff comes up from behind these r- trucks mm-hmm. you and kills you. Yeah. If you drive too fast, you hit the walls. Mm-hmm. Right. There is no there's no happy medium. And as you go through this game. The walls, the, the tracks get more and more idiotic. I mean, and so to the point where you're pretty much boned. Like, you're never going to get through these stupid tracks. They're real hard. Something else that happens all the time is, you, is that stupid Sega truck comes up. You get in it, and then the truck wrecks. Right. Or the truck tries to go off a ramp. Right. Or the I truck mean, drops you off right in front of the water, and you go into the water. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that used to happen occasionally in Spy Hunter, but it happens probably two one-third of the time that you get in the truck on this game. That you it, you it gets you killed. Yeah. But it's not the truck's fault. 
whoever built this highway must have been the world's biggest sadist. I mean, where could it's so would stupid? You, would you call it a nightmare highway? Oh, dude, dude, don't besmirch the nightmare highway name with this with this hunk of garbage. All right, so we got so we know how to get through the levels. We know what's at the end of the levels. Here's something else that bothered me. I would be, especially when you were flying. The flying portion of this game is significantly easier than the driving. Well, and that's course. the thing. You know, I never made it to the flying section of the game uh, on the on the Amiga, but when I was watching the videos of it, it just looked like it was the most boring thing ever. It was a total yeah. shift, but it wasn't a shift in a good direction. It was just a different bad direction. It's funny that you should mention that because there. Don't get me wrong. There's actions in the skies, but often you'll go like twenty seconds with nothing nothing happening and there's no music so mm. you're effectively watching uh, this air car glide around with no sound at all it yeah. is the most barren thing and you're thinking to yourself could they not have put something in here right there's some nothing. engine sounds or something like that just like, you're just rrr, sitting rrr. there you're just sitting there so <laughs> so we've got bad sound, right? The graphics are a minor upgrade from the master system. This is a machine that's supposed to be on par with the Genesis mm -hmm. slash Mega Drive. What are we doing competing? We're on par with the master system. Is that what we're doing? No. You know, and no one can tell me, oh, well, they were trying to match up with the arcade because neither one of them come close to the arcade. Right. The Amiga could have probably done the arcade version of this and made it halfway decent. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's, this was, this is, a quick and dirty port. I know when you saw what this was, you immediately regretted this choice that you both. Well, I'd played this on the master system. Right. And really? so I was this like, version. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was a Chris folds when I was doing a stream. It's been years ago. Now he's like, you should play action fighter. And I played it. And I remember I was doing pretty well. And I got to the first, I wasn't expecting the, uh, the, the motorbike to transform into the car to transform. I, all of that was new and it was exciting. But even now going back to the master system version, especially after playing the arcade version neither one of these games are stellar stellar games no and the arcade version it's the arcade version ain't king dong here no. let's not let's not let's but at least i mean the, the arcade version has a lot of things going for it that differentiate it from spy hunter more than the than the than this does i mean in all honesty what are we putting over on uh, on the master system it's got music in game which mm -hmm. th that's ridiculous and it's got a time it's such a crappy game that the timer that lets you live forever makes it better but right. it's true that's 100 percent true right so ultimately oh and by the way there's a cheat code for this okay it's uh, i could it's not called, get it to work well I'm, Opens gonna, the I'm, door. Getting, I'm getting to that so there was a cheat code for this called Z when you put when you enter your name you type in Z back door all one word okay well uh, this only works in the U.S. release oh. and was completely removed from the Firebird Kicks versions I found out because mm. it wouldn't work for me either on the on my on my Amiga or the or the un Amiga so what I had to do was load up luckily I found a, a guy who had a version of the U.S. version. That it worked, and that's how I was able to get through the game. So if you're going to try to cheat, you know, make sure you either have a trainer or you've got that U.S. version. Why would you take that out of this game? I have no idea. Yeah. Because the, I mean, that otherwise I would not have played this for more than ten minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's dreadful. Well, I, so, you know, I went back to this several times because you know I don't like to bury things without giving them you know full consideration. But there's really not a lot to recommend about this game to anybody for any reason i mean it's it's no it's 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 rare that i would say that about a game that is as full of action because this type of game is right up my alley 
I love Bump and Jump. I love Spy Hunter. There's oh, a little bit of both in this stuff. Don't mention those classic games in the same right. sentence as this. But I mean, th- this is in this. These are in the same genre. But there's I just this game that. is just. It's it's unfortunate. It really is. And and both versions have the classic. Like it's funny in the in the Master System version when you get up in the sky, most of the time you're fighting actual planes like jets, cool looking ones. Or I mean, it, coolish. The Amiga version, you've got mostly those the official random floating crap. Like, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> now, this, don't get me wrong. The Master System has some assorted crap that floats mm-hmm. around. But most of the time, it's jets and stuff coming at you. Right. I also noticed that as you go through this, uh, the, uh, the you do uh, the level slightly changed. You'll get a cup of a new vehicle every level and a new, like, a, like one or two new things will appear. But, I mean, for the most part, it's rinse and repeat. So, you know, it's crap. It's all crap. Now, I'm not done burying this, but I want to talk about the other versions just that I tried. Because as you, as I mentioned, there were tons of versions. I thought to myself, there's got to be a version of this that doesn't make me want to kill myself, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had a look at the Amstrad version. It looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, the Amstrad, I don't know who put that together, but no good. Mm-hmm. I did not look at the ST version, but I looked at the C64 version. It looked horrible. Uh, and I looked at and pl- I actually played the Spectrum version. Now, of all versions of this, including the Master System, far and away the best playing versions on the Spectrum. Oh, I mean, wow. by a long shot. Why, you ask? Well, the Spectrum, which it's in, it's monochrome, of course, mm-hmm. but it actually, and by the way, it still has the song on the 128 version. It doesn't have in game music, but it does have a song. Mm-hmm. But it plays better you can tell what's happening you can tell where you're going whoever put that together actually attempted to make this a game as opposed to everyone else who just attempted to i don't know what the hell they were doing so if you're going to play this game i would say the spectrum version i mean to play not to look at the spectrum version would be the one i would pick and then i would after that the master system and then like i said i haven't tried this the atari st but i'd wager it's pretty much the same as the amiga yeah and i did and and i haven't tried this on dos but i mean are you kidding? Just that look at out. that truck. Look at the look at the, the the Sega truck. It looks like a red building block. There's no definition on the front end at all. You know, and they you know Sega is usually known for being pretty creative. This is a blatant rip off a of Spy Hunter. Well, I mean, not, everybody if, everybody copied everybody else. If you're not going to do it better, then don't do it. That's what I'm saying. And this is I, absolutely I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I have not played the arcade version enough to give it a full. You know, to say this is I'm, definitely better than Spider. I'm only talking about the Amiga port. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you want to play a great port of Spy Hunter on the Amiga, there is one. And on the ST, Major Motion. Mm-hmm. Both great ports that I love. Uh, and that, uh, by the way, have their roots in the Coco. Because those guys were Coco programs before they came over. So I would choose that. I would not choose this dog. This is this is absolute uh, This is absolute garbage, Boat. Complete garbage. Hated it. Now, did the magazines review or agree with you, Aaron? Well, what do you think? But <laughs> let's just say, what Amiga did Amiga Joker, Joker give this one? Amiga Joker, much like myself, they dropped the big hammer on this thing. Now, the people over at Lim, and I knew we were in trouble when I looked the score up, and I had a little pile of poo beside it. That's never good. <laughs> Lemon gave this a five point oh two. The liberal liberal voters of Lemon crapped on this literally. Yeah. Uh, Amiga Action gave this a sixty eight. Uh, and they reviewed this in 92. So that, <laughs> I don't know, they must have came out on like mega discount. Uh, Amiga Computing gave this an 87. Amiga Joker, 
they weren't having this garbage. They gave this a 30. Get oh, it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amiga Resource, 15 out of 20. That's a weird scale, by the way. Uh, CU Amiga gave this an 82. The editor of that magazine should be fired. Or at least he, he's on the take. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but him and Amiga Computing, they must have been they must have been chatting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, so for a total of average magazine review according to Lemon, 67% vote. Ooh. A stinking dog. And I think that's being liberal, but that's a big fat F vote. Well, I can tell uh, you this. The Discord community is in lockstep with yeah. with uh, with with all for of them. For once. We start we start things off with the one and only Chris Folds. He says only Amiga makes it possible to have a version 20 times worse than the Master System version. Utter junk. <laughs> Two out of ten. Oh yeah. Super Famicom writes, "I've never seen or played the coin op version, so I just had to take the Amiga release on its own merit, and boy, it's horrible, terrible, cheap Spy Hunter style gameplay with awful graphics and even worse spot effect sounds. It's hard <laughs> to believe this is running on a 16-bit machine. The game also runs incredibly fast, making it difficult to avoid things and collect the letters that transform your bike into a car." Maybe it was just me, but even for Amiga standards, I found this game way too difficult. Simple gameplay is often the best, but not in the case of Action Fighter. 3 out of 10. And finally, Frodo NL says, I was never a big fan of the arcade version, and the Spectrum version wasn't very interesting. But at least that version could be forgiven for the weak graphics and sound. The developers of the Amiga version cannot use that excuse. I am actually shocked that this got published. Just play something else. One out of ten. I'm not shocked by that. Yeah. Because every listen, I played a lot of bad games on the GBA a couple weeks ago. I've played bad I played a lot of bad games the last few months. So if there's a buck to be made by God, don't make it. But this is the answer to the question what happens when you take a horrible license that no one cared about in the arcade and make it worse? Mm-hmm. Well, you get this, this abomination. Uh, believe it or not, I looked this up on eBay boat uh, because, you know, if you want to have a really bad game in your collection, there are none up right now. But I did see that in the past month, a couple have sold. They Apparently, there was a budget version of this that sold in a very small box or like a mm-hmm. folder. For set for and it sold in uh, the UK for seven and a half bucks US, mm-hmm. and I saw the Kicks uh, re-release box version for twenty bucks yeah, US if, if you're so inclined. Uh, but this one, this one, straight up crapola, no yeah. good. And and uh, you know there there may have had been, if you'd have made this competently, this even this watered down version of the arcade game, you could have had something, but they had. No effort. No effort, Bode. I agree. I agree. All right, Aaron. It's time to mercifully leave Action Fighter and move on over to our Amigos community updates. Why don't we head over on over to the YouTube channel, Aaron? What's been going on over there this week? All right, Boatster. Now, let's get to some good stuff. Well, maybe not. Myself and the Brent, we took a we, we both took a trip to Mother Russia, well, more or less, uh, this uh, past Sunday. As we looked at games that required a pokey chip, mm. the the pokey chip, the beautiful, lovely sound chip, present in many Atari products, but I know you're a fan. Yes. And we actually picked a couple games this week. I had more fun with this than I thought I would. I'll be honest with you. We I picked the arcade version of Missile Command, mm-hmm. uh, which has several pokey chips in it, and the Brent picked the arcade version of Tetris. That one really shocked me. 
uh, boat, to be honest with you, that that had the pokey in it because I yeah. really I, that, I, I love that game. What, the weren't, there, weren't, uh, weren't there like four pokey chips? Yeah, there were tons. Oh yeah, yeah, they loaded it up with pokies. There were pokies at the yin yang. Uh, but uh, uh, this game had uh, this game was around when I was in college, and man, I I played the heck out of this arcade game, and it, it really I know it was done better later on, but I mean this was a revelation when it came out, and the music. And the presentation were top shelf in this boat. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. I bet you were a big Tetris guy back in the day as well. Right? Oh, I, I love I love Tetris. Yeah. My personal favorite is the one for the Game Boy Color. But the original arcade machine, of course, later eclipsed by the Sega version of the uh, arcade. They, I guess they got the arcade license at some point. Yeah. Uh, but this one still has a lot of charms. You got the little guy dancing around. Yeah. It's still a fun time. I like when he taps his foot because you're taking too long. Yeah. It always amuses me. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a good time this week. Uh, and so if you're interested in learning a little bit about the Pokey Chip or playing a couple games and, or learning about what it was like to grow up in the 80s under the uh, constant fear of nuclear annihilation, which I get into that quite a bit when I talk about Missile Command, then this is the show from you, Boat. Awesome. Uh, next on the docket, you know, I threw this up, Boat. I figured, what the hey? Uh, me and Boat did a little experiment last week on uh, on the Friday night stream with with a couple call-ins. And last uh, last week's show was about the Sega Saturn boat. I fired up the Saturn, man. Mm-hmm. And we tried a bunch of crazy stuff. Of course, I led the show with, as you only can with Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> uh, and it devolved from there. But we had several guest appearances uh, that showed up on the stream, which including uh, uh, Jack Black and L. Curtis Boyle. All hail. Uh, all hail. And so we had a good time. So if you're interested in... Just hearing some fun talk because it was me, you, and or whoever the guest was chatting. That was fun, uh, and uh, we had a good time playing some Saturn games. If that's your cup of tea, uh, come check it out. Uh, next boat on the docket, and I was I was present at this particular night. This is Sprite Castle. Uh, our good pal, the Flaxter, Jack Flack, aka Rob O'Hara. And this week he played a little Freaky Fish DX on C64. Hmm. Did you catch any of this? I did not. I haven't seen this one yet. This is a new game. It's a yeah. I, game. I played Freaky Fish DX. What do you think uh, of I, Freaky Fish Boat? This it's looks fun. pretty good to me. Yeah, this is another one of those games that's got an extremely simple concept, but it's just it's it's a heck of a lot of fun. You know, it's there is a there is a fishing game for the twenty six hundred, uh, of course, fishing derby by Activision. Yeah, uh, there's it's, it's a little bit of that, but you're on the fish side of things instead of the yeah. fisherman side this, of things. The premise of this is there's a guy fishing with dynamite mm. in a little lake. And you're a fish in the lake, and you can blow a bubble. And if you time it right, the dynamite goes into the bubble. It floats back up, and it hits that sucker's boat. Very oh, satisfying. With, uh, with hilarious results, I might add. Uh, he also did some C64 demo action. And then he was trying, and this is my favorite part of the show, Boat, where, where Flack played a couple of Jaws titles uh, <laughs> for the C64, including my personal favorite Jaws title, where you have to go to shark hunting school. <laughs> And which is what's going on here if you're watching this. This was gold. So this is Jaws the RPG boat. Wow. I, I, I highly recommend it. This boat, I demand you watch this. I'm going to have to go back and watch this tonight yeah, because this, I want to find out more about that. Shark school. <laughs> hey, it's probably better than what I did with my degree boat. If you go to shark school. <laughs> Speaking of taking somebody to school boat, you know who's back. It's our good pal, the Hermster. Mm-hmm. And Hermsky. You know, Hermsy doesn't come in for a quick uh, in-and-out job on these games. Hermsy comes in for the long haul. All like Frodo's the same way. Hermsy said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down for a near four-hour complete playthrough of Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge on the Amiga. And by oh, God, yeah. he does it, doesn't he? 
He does. He does. Uh, you know, I'm not watching this yet because I'm going to be playing Monkey Island 2 next week and I don't want to spoil it. This is I I sat down with Monkey Island 2 for a brief amount of time many years ago, but Monkey yeah. Island 1 was always the one that I played the most of. So this is brand new to me, pretty much. Yeah, well, Hermsky took care of business uh, for you. I'll definitely be uh, using Hermsky's guidance. I can tell you that right now. But good stuff. Uh, and so if you want to see someone kick it all the way through like a man, like a big-time star, check out Hermsky's look at Monkey Island 2. Set aside four hours, Boat, and go to town. Yeah. Finally, Boat, our good pal, Frodo and L, streaming sensation. He's back the first year of the Sega Master System. He's playing games this time around from 86 to 87. It's as fresh and as timely as today's headlines, Boat. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, I didn't, I wasn't present at this one. I may have caught the end of it. I'm wondering if he actually played the game we just did. I would be interested to see. I bet he did because it came yeah, out in 86. I bet he did. So, you know, and it's funny, too, because the Master System just has so many standout titles. Sega leveraged, what, just like Nintendo, Bam. you know. There you go. There you <laughs> yes. go. You know, they were able to leverage their stable of arcade programmers to do the same thing they were doing in the arcades in the home systems. And so they were able to, to you know, there there was no glut or there was no uh, shortage of great titles from the get go uh, on the on the master system. Yeah, that was back when Sega had a, a little bit of sense, mm -hmm. uh, man. Uh, so there you go. Please check out Frodo's. For year one of the Masters, I, I'm going to have to go through and watch this whole thing. I'm not really, it's funny, I've got a Master System with a ton of games, but I'm not that familiar with its history. So I'm going to go back and check this out myself. Uh, check Frodo out. Always a good time, Boat. Yeah. And I think, my friend, that is all we've got this week. All right. Well, uh, I wanted to give you a little heads up about what was going on in the world of this week in retro, Aaron. Okay. Uh, this past week, uh, Neil and I did a show where uh, we talked about something called the Quake Olympics. Are you aware of this, Aaron? I'm not, but I'm not. Well, uh, now, first of all, did you ever play Quake back in the day? I did, Boat. I did play that. Okay. So there is actually, there's this guy, Retro Tech Bytes. He is, he's uh, hosting a contest to see who can run Quake the fastest on a 486. Okay. okay. And this, this thing is taken okay. over Twitter. Uh, and it, it's a, it's a huge deal. People are getting into it with all the you know all the normal nonsense of now. Wait a minute! I just heard like about that. a guy. I just heard about. I just read about a guy that had super overclocked to forty six. Is that why they're doing I bet, that? I bet this is part of it. I bet this is part of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also talk about this was the thirty fifth anniversary of Amstrad's acquisition of Sinclair. Uh, I'll tell you something interesting. Did you realize that Amstrad actually released more models of the ZX Spectrum than Sinclair did? I did, I did hear that in the documentary, yeah. But it's crazy to think crazy, about, isn't it? Crazy, yeah. crazy. So we talk about that. We talk about Frog Find, which, speaking of that uh, Wi-Fi modem, uh, this is a way that uh, that you can access modern websites. It basically strips out all the graphics and all the stuff that old school uh, browsers can't deal with, and lets you surf the net, you know, like it's you know 1991 or whatever. So uh, right. we talk about Frog Find, and finally the Atari Lynx Core coming to the Mister which was a huge, yeah. a huge deal. So uh, I grabbed that this week, actually. Check out This Week in Retro uh, for that and all the other things going on there. I will also, just cheap plug, plug, uh, Neil released yesterday a uh, video of him screwing around with an X68000. I thought oh, yeah. it was quite interesting. 
Uh, and uh, me wanty, me wanty. So yeah, it's amazing. I'll... It's amazing that the graphics on that that system looks so good, yet it runs off five and a quarter inch discs. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a disconnect yeah, no there. Kidding, eh? Well, you know, uh, it's a good looking machine, but man, what a weird setup it's got with that split in the middle. Yeah, very yeah. strange. But you know, RMC knows how to take care of business on that stuff. It was good stuff, man. He does. All right, Aaron, it's time to talk about the high score competition going on over at the Amigos Discord. Uh, we are just finished up uh, the um, the last challenge, which was Top Hat Willie. Uh, Z9K9 actually uh, beat the game. He was the only person that came close, or he was the only person that that that, that did that. So he wins again. He's but, all man, but yeah. But uh, we are moving on to a different sort of challenge this week, and this is a challenge with multiple winners. Um, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, had a great idea. He's in charge of the uh, Amiga High Score Challenge. We're going to play a game called Wrong Way Driver. This is a uh, this is a new release for the Amiga, and apparently it's fairly easy. Uh, well, maybe for other people, probably not for me, to max out the score at uh, 9999. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to basically, on the 300th episode, we're going to have the 9999 Club. And uh, and anybody that reaches that goal, will their name will be announced as the winner on the air on Amigos. A special thing for episode 300, and this is a chance to play one of the newer releases for the Amiga. Yeah, we should mention that, uh, hey, guess what? Episode 300 looms large in the short distance. We're, what, three episodes short of the big... Yeah. Of the pay window, boat. This is two ninety seven. So mm-hmm. we got just a couple more episodes till we hit the big three hundred boat. I'm excited about this one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to get there. I didn't think we'd ever see that many <laughs> for darn sure, but we'll get into that when that time comes. Yeah, yeah, and of course we still have the. Uh, this is um, Miami Cobra GT going on on the uh, the Discord on the uh, the Specky High Score Challenge. Yeah, we if did that a, on the show, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of uh, Miami Cobra GT, uh, fire that up. Post your score on the uh, the channel there. We'd love to have you as part of the competition. Absolutely. I remember. I remember thinking that was a pretty interesting game back in the day. So yeah. 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 All right, Aaron. Uh, so moving on down the line. Uh, of course, you know, I chose Action Fighter. I brought all of this upon us. So, But we do thank the uh, Amigos Game Selection Committee for uh, voting for <laughs> this game. Uh, you got you to gotta take the good with the bad. We also uh-huh. want to wish a very happy birthday to Blue Train, a.k.a. Hat Chad. Blue who I Train! Believe, yeah. I believe he hit the big 4-0 oh, uh, this, man. this past week. Yeah, You're way so. behind Hat Chad. You need to catch <laughs> up, my friend. So, uh, happy birthday, Chad. And... Uh, of course, we've got to thank all the fine folks that subscribe to our channel on Twitch. If you listen to Amigos and you want to watch us live, check out twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming every Friday around 5 o'clock. We kick things off. Uh, we want to thank Macintosh Librarian, Mitsuyama, Pints and Amiga, Frodo and L, Eeyore4077, Uber Scooper Diver, Urom, Da Crabs, MTG, Lamatsa, Retro Jerry, Lord Soup, Piplo, Rob O'Hara, Neg Sol, Wide World of Retro, Amy Steph, Super Family King, Memories of, Ste- of a Spectrum Gamer, Jigglebox, Captain Chaos DK, Buck Owens, John Marshall 3, Retro Rewind.ca, Gary Heather, Still Adolescing, Blue Train, Great Algae, Super Tech Boy, JB Dark Anubis, Christian Russell, Blow Jellyfish, and Paco Tatake. He's crazy. He's a He's crazy, crazy. boat. A good yeah. crazy. Yeah, All right, yeah. Aaron. The time has come to announce the winners of last week's Patreon Song Challenge. Uh, We went back to the 90s, back to the 90s, Aaron, 
and uh, I played a little bit of the Goo Goo Dolls' first radio hit, Name. I had the single, Aaron, of Name. The B-side was a horrible song. And I, I, I said, I'm never going to listen to them again. And then a couple of years later, they were the biggest band in the world. And then they, they only played ballads at that point. They, they sort of went the red hot chili peppers route. I don't know. I can't name any of their songs. except for And the I don't played. want the world to see me. Yeah. That's all. That's, 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 that's them. Get them out. <laughs> yeah. Also, their name sucks. There you well, go. What are you, you going to do? And, you, um, and, and even still, after all that hate, you still ruined them. So well done. Thank you. So Rob O'Hara. First one out of the gate, Terry Howard, who informed me that it's her sister's favorite band, and Pac Billy, getting it done with the correct answers. Now, if you know the answer to this week's Patreon Song Challenge, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com, and I will announce you on the winner of next week's show. Are you ready, Aaron? Let's see who you ruined this week, Boat. Let's do it, man. Christian Russell, David Z. George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Famicom, Crazy Loomis, William Venture Scott, Heavy Systems, Inc. Bundy Fraglow, Mark Balindo, Love Hope, Hermsky Jonah, aka Simeon. Alien Breeder, Dave Velociraptor, Calvert Boy, Lane Denson, Luke Hudson, John Cook, Bomb the Bass, Frodo in El Sol and Sizer Tech Mage, Jurgen, Mr. Cola, Daniel Williams, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Zorglub, Reflection, Simon. Captain Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Gary Heathers, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Minator, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, Bernard Quinn, RMC, Tim Drew. Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Matthew, Larry Moore, Andy Craig, Sean Sobach, Roland Berg, Andrew Monk, Joe the Zombie, Late Kellan, Alan Kebab, Checo Taylor, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Vicky CTZ, the slow Norris. Stephen Sorgard Mortensen, Edvin Helen Blendo 75. Christopher Russell, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Lauren Sugar, Grand O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from the Crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Roluo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim and Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Wards, Pixels of Dawn, and Kill Your Barman. 
All right, there you have it. Now, Aaron, tell me a little bit about the ARG Presents Twitch channel. You know, we don't usually talk about... First of all, that was dreadful. Don't Thank just you. think you could skip past that. Because <laughs> I like that song in Bandit. You just That was just god-awful. And that part towards the end was just the worst. <laughs> all right, I'm not letting that go. All right, anyways, I don't know why we talk about the ARG Presents channel over at Twitch, which is sort of our sister channel on Twitch for the more uh, modern and adult-type adult content. Uh, and But uh, we've had a good time and good crowds for the past month or so. So I figured I'd give it a quick pitch. Uh, we play games that everyone's invited to play. If you're if you're on Discord, uh, come on in uh, to the channel, hang out, chat. We usually play at least one game. Sometimes we got multiple games going. I know this week we're going to be playing some F1 like cart game gimmick that Jason Warren's found for us. Uh, and we always have a good crowd in there. And I want if you get a chance. Uh, last week we had a special event during the uh, stream. And if you get a chance to go over, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to find it for yourself. It's like a hunting, you know, one of those hunting uh, type deals. Go over and look at last week's highlighted stream, uh, and you will find the clip and see if you can be, see the amusing thing that happened during the end of the show. It was a good time, Boat. But please, everyone pop by and check us out. Subscribe, ARG Presents on Twitch, Boatster. You know, speaking of a good time, next week, Aaron, we are going to be playing the Legend of Secret of Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge. So this was a chosen by AGSC member Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, and of course voted on by the AGSC. So should How be a timely. lot of fun. The point-click yeah. madness continues. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, action fighter, avoid it, but play Monkey Island instead. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, adios. adios.